Hi, welcome to the Power of Love podcast. I'm Todd, and I am going to let I'm going to talk about John Brockington today. Uh, he was uh, just coming out of uh, his two Super Bowls in 1969 and uh, 70, or 1971. They drafted Brockington in the first round. Uh, I think they had drafted. I think they had traded from McCarthy Lane to a uh, year, and it just. They're the two-headed monster for that year, anyways. They were uh, pretty damn good, that's for sure. I was void. I was, I was, I'm sorry. Anyways, well, what happened was that I'm trying to say is that Brockington was number 42 on, on the uh, Packers, and uh, he was, like I said, he was, when he was a rich religion, <laughs> When he was a rookie, when he was a rookie back in 1971, he had an awesome year, and uh, he had three excellent years. He had he had three 1,000-yard seasons in a row, and you know he's uh, he's got he always had the type of talent that he wasn't fast, but he was just a, he was just gonna mow you over. And, you know, that's what a lot of the slow backs had that were coming out of uh, Ohio State back then, like uh, Jim Otis and Leo Hayden. And, um, you know, that's Brockington came in there. And he was was not fast. And uh, he was not fast at all. In 1970, he was there until he, he played for Green Bay from until 1970, 1977, when he was traded to the, well, I'm sorry, they put him on waivers. They put him on waivers, and that's when the Chiefs claimed him. And he ended up, uh, I think he got the ball a little bit there. I think he gained like 150 yards from the ground. And it was like, yeah, thank you, but there's seven games. They were uh, they were back there back in the uh, back in the seventies when teams ran the ball a lot. They needed backs, you know. It was a seventies uh, era was, you know, 32, 30 passes. That you just you were awed, awed by it because that's what it was back in. Uh, was, you know, it's like the Steelers were with you know Swan and Stallworth and. Um, Franco and uh, yes, yeah, so you know it was a uh, it was a year they still ran the ball with Franco and Rocky Blyer continuously. I would say maybe Bradshaw for the year had attempted maybe twenty five passes every game. Um, and Noah Chuck Nolan was just an awesome coach, and he's got a book out there too uh, that is a I really liked, um, anyways, but, uh, he, uh, there was a point in that book where he talked of, you know, he talked of being able to talk to his players a little bit better, kind of try to communicate with them a lot better, but, but he got, uh, 
he was he's so uh, such he was so incredibly awesome with his talking and he didn't talk to the players. Um it, it really started to hurt him because he wanted to be know a little bit more about their uh about their outdoor about their life or their living life and you know about their kids and so on and so forth and he uh, he was he was a man that I really enjoyed reading that book's huge by the way. So anyways what I'm trying to say is that you know it, it, that Rockington was playing in that era, the seventies where you know it, he was on an artificial turf. And he was there on an artificial turf a lot. Because back then even the Big Ten had most of their uh most of their games run were on artificial turf. And because it was cheaper. You know? They didn't have to mow every all the time and you know they didn't weed it or whatever they had to do with it or put it was anyway. What I'm trying to say is that his knees went really his knees got bad. You know, when he was with the Packers, and that's when they let him go. And, you know, he was, you can see his, his average is dropping every year for uh, yards per carry. And um, it, was, uh, it was one of those things that, you know, you always wanted him to do well because he was a nice guy and stuff like that. And it was just, just too bad that he couldn't... Uh, he couldn't be. He couldn't play any longer for the Packers because six years is six years is not a long time. But back then, I mean, back then in the seventies, you know, you played you played four years back then in the seventies, and it was they're having a pretty good career. Um, but anyways, it was Brockington. He uh, was drafted number one in the seventy-one, and he ended up being. In my eyes, he ended up being probably one of the better ball players I, I remember um, back when I was a kid. And you know, and, and when you go, when you go play, uh, when you go play football, and, and you want to, you want to do well, obviously. But he was, he wanted to do well, obviously. But he, but he wanted, he was first team All Pro. From 1971 to 73, which is three seasons, and uh, he was <laughs> that was the uh, that was the year that when they had McCarthy Lane, John Brockington, like I've said, they went ten and four, and they had a they had the first uh, first game with Washington Redskins at Washington, and. For some reason, Dan Dubine was a coach back then. I should say for some reason, but he was, he was the coach, but he was not doing any favors. Let me put it that way. And he was giving the ball to Rockington every single time. Anyone even throw the ball, and you know, and, and it was, and he said that you know, I saw him in card shows and stuff like that, but he told me that. You know, he was pretty peeved at McCoy. Brockington was still peeved with uh, Divine. You know, for not going off of the front. I mean, the Washington just put, just put 12 guys in a box, <laughs> pretty much. And, uh, you know, even though there's only one place on the side, but, uh, 
that was his thing. Was just to keep that was his thing, just his theory. And you know, I always think about Joe Montana too, and Joe Montana played on him too, and he was just uh, he was a little strange, you know. When I put back, well, he didn't start Montana. It's one of the things you didn't make a commitment towards him. You know, if you made him a commitment towards him, then that would have been uh, he would have been playing every game. But Montana was took a couple of weeks go. I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting off, getting off line here with uh, Rockington. But Montana would uh, do uh, do really well at the end of the games. He won, he won quite a few games like that. Uh, but that was the thing was that you know he was never making the number one quarterback, and he always had to come back. He was always the uh, he was always the getting one in the game in the end, and. Uh, But yeah, he was always at the end of the game. And uh, that's the Montana, sorry, Divine used to bring him in. And you know, they went down to, uh, it was one of those things, they went down to, finally they went down to, uh, this, they put in the Cotton Bowl against Houston. And that was the thing was they, uh, they, they ended up being down 34 to 10 to start the, uh, to start the, fourth quarter and they came back and they won and Montana was the uh Montana was sick at the halftime it was chicken they had to give him some chicken soup they had the food so bad and they he came out and he played and you know they gave him a lot of credit for who he was back then because that's how people they saw him into his future you know he, he was uh he was a game player he was a game changer too and you know he was big, uh, big time. And you know it, it kind of still upset me the Packers didn't draft him because they had every chance they too, to draft him. You know he back four years didn't get him until the third round. Um, but get, I'm going to get back to Brockington here. He uh, he was a you know Woody Hayes was a three yard and caught a dust and you know and, and he showed. He had Brockington only ran him for like, I think he averaged 4.3 yards of carry at Ohio State, you know, which is more than one yard and caught a dust. But what I'm trying to say is that that's not good. I mean, but he just kept, he got a lot of carries. Well, it's not good that he got to have main carries because of his, his condition. Um, you know, and he goes to the, and he goes to the, and he, his first, uh, first three years. He, he, his biggest, I think his highest yardage mark was uh, 240 or something like that. But yeah, he, he was always around 150 to 200 yards a season, not a game, a season. But then when he got to the Packers, he was, he came from, uh, he was with Ohio State, he ran for, Average 4.3 yards of carry still, but it ended up being that he got, he got a lot more carries. So he ended up running for over a thousand yards. Um, and that's all the uh, the Packers scouted him and got him in the first round. He, he was uh, AP Rookie of the Year in the uh, 1971. 
and he was the United Player of the Year. Um, so the Associated Press, and then it was UPI, United Press Incorporated. Okay, <laughs> but he was uh, he won the uh, he won the Player of the Year and a uh, all all, con- all uh, World Conference and all. Oh, sorry, not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Player of the Year. <laughs> player, he was definitely player of the year, but he was also the uh, rookie of the year. And apparently, they had like three rookie rookie of the year uh, things back then. But anyways, he uh, like I said, you know that that was a big uh, a, a big pickup for the Packers, and that's why when they got to be ten and four, that's, you know everybody thought they could put it together another dynasty. And, you know, just like the 70s. But, you know, the problem was is that they had a lot of talent back then. They had a bad coach. And um, he was, you know, and that was when Star came in. And uh, he shouldn't even coach because he he had never been a, uh, he had never coached before. And that was the problem. You know, it's like the people keep thought it's just going to be Vince Lombardi. <laughs> well, it took Vince Lombardi a lot longer than than the uh, apprenticeship that the star had to go under because you know coaches. A lot of players see that coaching is just it's so different from what they're used to be doing with their talents and stuff like that. Um, everybody always talks about Ted Williams, but Ted Williams in baseball, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, and that's, that's the thing is, is that I thought about a lot because Dan Devine was 10 and 4. No, I'm sorry. He was not 10 and 4 in his rookie year. He was 10 and 4 in his, when he was 1972. I, I think uh, Devine was head coach in, uh, head coach in early, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 1970. So he was. Well, I might be off my ears. Anyways, whatever. Um, that was the thing that I saw with uh, I saw the players of Divine that he started losing their trust too. You know, just like what's going on with the Packers right now. Um, you know, they uh, players players get out of hand pretty quick and lose their discipline. And it's touchy to be a coach, especially now because you. Players are going to, not going to take your crap either. And that's the way it is now. They're babies. Big babies. And uh, even back then, though, the players were more, a little bit more uh, modest. And uh, they didn't like the, uh, didn't like the way Divine was going about running a ship. But, you know, when Star came in, they were still 4 and 10 in 1975. You know, and then when uh, 1976, it was the same, same thing. Was, I think they were five and nine. But they, Star really struggled with coaching because, you know, if you didn't have the talent, then you didn't have the ability to coach. And that, that's what, towards the end of his regime, he had, to, he, he had improved with coaching a lot. And, uh, 
you know, it, it, it's sad to say that. It was a later 70s era than the early 80s when Star was coaching. And uh, <laughs> they, had a, uh, they had a great offense. They had a great offense. They had a... They also had a great defense, too. At certain times in the 70s. And then later on the 80s, it was a great offense. I'm just going to put them all together. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, that was the thing. So, anyway, I'm saying about Brockington, how he's not very elusive when he, he got, I think he got heavier with uh, Collins. You know, they say in his bio that he weighs, two, he weighs 225 pounds. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself that you know, probably the time he left, he was 225 pounds when he left. I'm thinking of it that way. And um, you know, he got to, when he got came to Green Bay when he started running and started banging his banging his knees on his, on the uh, turf at the other stadium. Green Bay was one of the Green Bay and Milwaukee were both grass back then. So that was the that was the thing about Brockington was he was as he went as he got old, as he got going more and more uh, he was. Struggled to, uh, he struggled to get to, have, to be as good as he had last year. When he started to go down chill, he really went downhill fast. And, you know, in 1974 was the next year that he did not have a thousand yards. But, let's take a, take a drink here. But, yeah, so. All right, now I can talk a little bit better. But the thing was with uh, Brockington is he had he had problems with I think he had problems with his weight, and uh, so then what, what was going on with him and his weight? He's, he was, came out of like Ohio State, like I said, he was two hundred and twenty-five pounds, and uh, I bet uh, I bet Woody Hayes kept him. But he kept the kept the kept the record of that. You know, I don't know that much. But anyways, when he got here, he was like I said, he was probably two hundred twenty-five pounds, and you know, he played played for the Packers until through that year, ended nineteen seventy-seven, and uh, he was he was overweight by the time he by the time he got to that seventh year, and you know he's. He was not as fast, obviously, because you know they just didn't know. They don't know. They did not know how to build a player's speed or his jumping ability or any of that stuff. Now, you know, they knew that back then. You know, but now it's just like crazy how what they, how far they've gone, and medically, and uh, you know, it's, it's just excellent. But, anyways, Brockington was a. Uh, Rocking is one hell of a nice guy too. We've got met him at card shows and he's he's easy to talk to, but I like this thing too is that in those three those first three years I think he was underappreciated. Um, I don't know because I know that when I was when I started watching him was nineteen seventy five and I remember you know, I remember the 
times that, you know, they wanted to use Brock anymore and they couldn't, get, they couldn't do it. You know, and uh, I just remember how Sue is that that was a bad Packer team. They had a, they had a pretty good defense, but their offense was horrible. And, uh, you know, they, uh, <laughs> take a look at the, yeah, go back in the Packer records in 1975. And then compare it to this year, to the uh, <laughs> years to air right now. <laughs> he, you know, they had, a, they had a little quarterback problem back then, too. They had Carlos Brown, John Hadle, and uh, they acquired John Hadle. And they had uh, Carlos Brown was quarterback, and Jerry Cady, uh Jim Delgado, and else I can't remember. But what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, they had a major quarterback problem. Um, John O'Hano was acquired for, I don't know, he, I, think he, I think Rams got six picks for him and a couple number one. And they, the problem is that they had was, you know, Hale's 800 years old. He's prehistoric. Um, but, uh, but, you know, he came in, he was he was, I think he was like 37. But, you know, he, he'd gotten, he had gotten, he got a lot of action with the Chargers, but he's hurt, also hurt a lot, too. And when they, when they acquired John Hadle, who was a former Bear, I believe, and uh, they acquired him, and they, and he went to the, uh, he went to the, he was with the AFC. That's right, he was in the AFL. You know, so like, I think they acquired him in 1960 or maybe earlier than that. But, anyways, what I'm trying to say is that Hato was a shell of himself. Carlos Brown, only time he was ever good of him, he was on uh, a police that without well, with Carol Connor on Heat of the Night. That was the only time he ever saw him do anything good. <laughs> He, but anyways, what they had a quarterback in 1975 was not good. And, uh, you know, Jerry Tagge, there's, there's like some interesting stuff about Jerry Tagge, too, when I think about the, what I've read about him. And he, uh, he had a big time alcohol problem when he was at, uh, when he was in Green Bay. So that's probably screwed his whole pro career up. Uh, you know, it's the thing was, that seems just sad. You know, back then, back then it was it was a lot it was a lot more difficult to be uh, to be sober and uh, be able to uh, be able to toe the line for athletes who are just freaking babies back then too. You know, but you know it, it just gets down to they they had they didn't have the offense back then. And just their defense back then was pretty good, but their offense was going downhill every single every single every single year. And when they let let uh, Brockington go to Kansas City, uh, you know he Kansas City didn't know what to do with him either. And he was he walked him back on an artificial turf. I'm pretty happy with that one. <laughs> I just. Uh, you know, I, I'm so happy that 
you know, they play on, they play on natural surface, surface, or surface. But that was the thing back, you know, and now they play, now they play, but this is so, it's so, it's, uh, it's just so artificial. You know, they got, they got the mics all set up all over the place. They got some, you know, they, just, I don't mind that. It's, uh, it's the fact when it rains, there's no mud. I mean, I've heard, I've heard the phrase, if the cats can't eat it, I don't want to play it. Or if the cows can't eat it, I don't want to play on it. But I don't think he'd be playing in any stadium around that, that's for sure. They really, they really royal, royally screwed some knees up. Oh my God. Oh, you know, it's, if you didn't have a knee surgery back then and you're a player, <laughs> you know, it, it was kind of like, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> or they'd see each other out and say, how did your zipper look? <laughs> and that would be the, uh, that would be the wound on her leg. But anyway, you know, it's amazing about the Packers over the, the years that they've had. Uh, I think about it now, you know, I, I was, 1968 was their last, was their, their first year of uh, not being a, not being a powerhouse, and <laughs> I think I might have something to do with that, but anyways, <laughs> uh, 1960 was, 19, I'm sorry, 1975 was a year that it seemed like they could not find a running game either, you know, they went from Eric Torkelson to Barty Smith to uh, Rockington to on and on. Yeah, I could go with it. It just it was such a it was such a problem for the whole uh, it was such a problem for the team. You know, it was, the problem was the problem was they had Chester Marco on it. I don't like saying this, but he's got a really good book out there and everything. And but he was just—he was hired a freaking tight, you know. And that's when he got hurt with the seventy-five still. And uh, yeah, I, I, I feel sorry for him, but not being what he could have been. But that first year, he had one hundred twenty-eight points and he went to the Pro Bowl. That was in nineteen seventy-two. And it seemed like every year he just started fading. You know, he was, he's, I know he made a call. I think he made a couple of Pro Bowls. I know I remember one. He, uh, he was, he was the, uh, he was, I think he's, everybody was so happy today. He's, he's such a pro, he's such a pro that, you know, he's like one of these guys that was, you see a movie about because he was the underdog. And, <laughs> Yeah, I just think of my little glasses on now, and uh, yeah, he got he got a lot. Of, I think he got a lot of support in the bars. I know that. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that you know, in, in '75, they had Daryl Dave Beverly punking. He was a disaster. They still kept him for three more years. I don't think he ever had average forty yards of punch. And from what I remember, I don't think his net punting was all that good either. Um, he, the 
Funny, the funny back then it was uh, so much less than today's hunting, uh, from what I can see. Because usually, most of the time, if they were at 35, 36 yards, it was a good punt back then. Now, if it's at 45 or 46 yards, it's a good punt. That, that kills me that maybe, I tell you what it might be, it might be a stadium turf. That's what I'm thinking, because now it's so clean on that turf, and you only know, don't even need a good wind. You still get good footing for punting. I mean, I can, I can just imagine what it would be like to punch when it's uh, snowing or raining and mud up to your, mud up to your ankles. And, you know, it's not easy to punch <laughs> where you got a wind blowing at you. And uh, anyway, that's gone. I mean, the Packers just had that for the, for the Badgers, but anyway, a 45 mile an hour win. I wonder if they can uh, do much, but on offense. But anyway, what I'm saying is that I was wrapping up by saying that I really like doing these podcasts, and I hope you come back and listen some more. And I'm gonna be we're gonna be putting, putting some producing some more of these. So thank you. Good well up to you. Somebody told you I love you. Somebody told you I love you today. I do.